Uh, welcome back. I'm Mel, and you're listening to Wilma the Wonder Hand Podcast. Today's episode is a little mind-blowing because I have on the show today, I have Patrick and Sean of Grubbly Farms. I know. Who isn't excited? I am. <laughs> but I do want to ask a quick question before we start. I want to know, how does it feel that millions of chickens absolutely are madly in love with you? I mean, how does that feel? It's, it's amazing. Uh, you know, sometimes I still have to process it and we will randomly meet people that will know Grubbly Farms and it really puts a smile on my face when they bring it up without knowing that we're the founders. So it's, it really is an incredible experience. Today's guests are Patrick and Sean of Grubbly Farms. Since 2015, family-founded Grubbly Farms has been pioneering the use of healthy and sustainable insect-based pet foods. The protein comes from black soldier fly grubs that are sustainably grown on leftover fruits, veggies, and grains that would normally go to waste in a landfill. As Grubly's earth-friendly farm-fresh recipes give love to the planet, they also keep our fluffy ones happily nourished with foods they naturally love. You're going to get an insider's view of what Grubbly Farms actually started their company for, and it wasn't for our pets. Okay, so I kind of want to break it down because there's two of you. I just want to hear uh, in the beginning uh a backstory of each of you, like something personal, you know, did you grow up on a farm, you know, those types of things. And we then we'll dig into like the meat and potatoes. But this way, I think our listeners can kind of get to know you a little bit. So uh, I'll start with Sean and see uh, how that all started for you. Yeah, so uh, my name is Sean Warner. I'm born and raised in Georgia. And I guess I did not grow up on a farm. Uh, I grew up uh, just in the suburbs. However, I have always loved animals and nature my entire life. And I've had a variety of pets from your uh, you know, dogs to lizards, snakes, even a scorpion for a while. Oh, wow. uh, however, I really uh, didn't even think of chickens as pets for uh, a number of years growing up. Uh, but uh, I actually worked at a vet throughout all of high school and really considered going into veterinary sciences in college. However, I ended up going to Georgia Tech and graduating with a degree in construction management. Wow. Yeah, that's totally different from yeah. uh, where you are today, huh? Life just uh, has a way of doing that, doesn't it? Very true. Never thought I would be uh, in the insect or chicken industry, to be honest with you. Yeah, and it's kind of gross. It, it's just gross. <laughs> uh, I've, I've fallen to love it. It, it really is fascinating. But yeah, that's true. That's very true. So Patrick, we'd like to hear a little bit about you. Uh, certainly. So uh, like Sean, I, I did not envision that I, I would be here. Um, so I, I, unlike Sean, I always have been into entrepreneurship. I started two tiny uh, companies during college. Uh, one was a computer company. Another one was a clothing company. Uh, I went to school for, uh, I guess I initially started as an engineer, but ended up switching my major to business. Um, and I had always thought that I would start some type of tech company. Uh, when I was growing up, my dad worked for Apple and Kodak. So that's the world that I grew up in. And, and never in a million years did I think that I'd be going towards insects and, and chickens and food. 
Uh, and especially because uh, for those who know me pretty well, I have a deathly fear of insects. Um, oh, wow. Mostly, or, or guess bugs in general, mostly like cockroaches, spiders, millipedes, centipedes. Um, so only one of those is I named as actual insects. But uh, so it was pretty weird, and people were pretty confused when I was like, you know what, I want to start a, I want to start a bug company with Sean. Uh, but I've come to love them. Uh, they're they really are super like docile and like a gentle bug. Uh, I, Sean and I have have a picture of us standing inside a gigantic fly breeder uh, that we built that has like tens of thousands of flies all around us, and they're landing on our eyes and face oh, and wow. glasses and. Um, I'll say it definitely was great immersion therapy for uh, oh yeah <laughs> to forgetting over your fears. I don't even know. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, what did your family think? I mean, they thought we were a little crazy. Uh, I think they saw the passion, and you know, we obviously pitched the the concept to them, and I think you know they understood building a more sustainable future and a more sustainable uh, like contributing to to a more sustainable agricultural system, but. Uh, yeah, it was an it was an interesting pitch to them uh, for both of us to turn down job offers out of college and pursue this full time. Okay, but where did the idea for the black soldier fly grubs come from? I mean, instead of mealworms, because that's completely different, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so you know, within the insect industry, it generally falls into soldier flies, mealworms, and crickets. But we really became fascinated with the black soldier fly. Uh, it was my last semester at college, I believe. Patrick, a similar time frame for him, and uh, we read an article about the insect industry and just became fascinated with the overarching concept. And uh, just for a quick refresher, there, uh, basically, these insects are bred in large-scale commercial facilities. You collect their eggs from the flies and then hatch them into neonates, which are actually the baby larvae. You then collect food waste from different organizations and processing facilities, haul it back to the uh, insect facility, and then the grubs are raised off of the food waste. As they eat through the food waste, they can convert it into a fertilizer. And then once mature, the grubs are processed into fats and proteins that can be used in a wide range of animal feed with the main goal of really replacing fish-based proteins to help prevent the overfishing of our oceans. And, you know, we just became absolutely obsessed with that entire concept and said, that is the future of agriculture. You know, I don't care that we don't have a background in biology or chemistry. We want to be a part of it. And, you know, that was just the initial concept that we just dove in headfirst. Wow. I would have never uh, imagined that, you know, someone... Okay, you have to look at it as a consumer because, you know, we have the big flocks, you know, we love our birds, we, they have names and a lot of our guests, previous guests, you know, they use them for chicken therapy. When we bring out the grublies, you know, it, it warms our heart because it makes them so happy and they love us so much. So, we, you know, it kind of brings into perspective when, you know, when I open up my grubbly love tub, which I love the name, you know, there's so much behind that and, you know, the environment that like you were talking about, you know, reserving the environment and preserving things, a different perspective. Do you have chickens now? Uh, we, I, I guess uh, neither of us do. Uh, I actually am considering it. We did actually have a grubbly flock for a while and one of our employees ended up adopting them uh, after Aww. we moved out of uh, a certain location. But that is on the uh, the top of the list that we do want to actually get chickens of our uh, self and uh, I actually uh, recently moved, so I can now actually have chickens in the backyard. 
Oh, that's great. Can you give us a little idea uh, of what types of products that Grubly Farms has? Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, Grubly Farms offers... Uh, oh, wait, both, wait. Oh, Let, yeah. Let's back up. I'm so okay. sorry. No, it's I, all good. I'm so sorry. I got ahead of myself. I'm so excited. But can you just tell us uh, how Grubly Farms started? Like, I know you went into the background a little bit, but how did it actually become what it is? Yeah. So Grubly Farms started uh, with really the fascination of the insect industry. And Patrick and I uh, initially actually thought about targeting human consumption. Uh, we actually did make a bug burger. And uh, I'll, I'll be honest, it, it, you know, I think a chef could have spiced it up a bit and it might have tasted a little better. Oh but gosh. that was actually the original origin of Grubly Farms. And ultimately, <laughs> we decided uh, to move forward with the pet industry. Uh, but uh, when we first started, it was early 2015. And at the time, one of the largest bottlenecks of the actual insect industry was breeding the flies. Uh, they breed very well in natural sunlight. However, uh, if you know an overcast day comes in or depending on the weather, if the sun's not out, it can hinder the breeding, which can then affect the downstream manufacturing line. So what we had focused on was actually breeding the flies in an indoor environment, trying to replicate natural sunlight with artificial light. And we actually set up a breeding unit in our laundry room at Georgia Tech. And uh, ordered some uh, black soldier flies off of Amazon, hatched them into flies, and started breeding from there. So, did you and Patrick go to school together, or you're just okay? Yeah. So y'all did go to school together. Yeah, we did. Both of us went to Georgia Tech at the same time, uh, and we we lived together. Uh, I graduated just one semester uh, before Sean did, so I had actually just started uh, my first job out of college uh, when we kicked this off, and and that that. Uh, job only lasted about three or four months before I quit and and dove in headfirst uh, to work on Grubly full time. So how did y'all come up with the name Grubly Farms? Uh, uh, that's that's all Patrick right there. <laughs> uh, so we were just throwing names around. Uh, we wanted the name to be fun, friendly, and approachable. Uh, we saw uh, other insect companies that sounded like very scientific. It didn't sound like like something that, that the consumer would want to be a part of. Um, so we wanted to have something that, would, that felt like it was going to be more consumer-facing, that felt it would be fun and approachable, and really to soften the, the blow or soften the ick factor of talking about bugs as food. Um, and so we, we came up with the name Grubbly. We thought it was approachable. We thought it was good enough for the time being, and, and we were like, you know, maybe we'll go back one day, but we can't spend like a year thinking about a name before we actually start working. Let's go ahead and start working. Grubbly is good enough for now. And uh, slowly as, as the company went on, we just loved the name more and more and, and never went back to the drawing board. And um, I think that, that everyone's really happy with that, that the company's called Grubbly or Grubbly Farms now. Yeah, I'll have to agree. I absolutely love Grubbly. The name Grubbly Everything you described, that's what it is. That's how we feel as a consumer. And uh, definitely the love tub. I, I don't mm -hmm. know whose idea that was, but it was brilliant. Thank you. That uh, That's uh, Haley, who's the director of marketing. She is a marketing and branding genius. So as much as I would love to, to say that was me and Sean, uh, no, Haley deserves all the credit for the vast majority of all the fun puns and names and terms yeah. that, that we have today. Uh, it's a very sweet, it's endearing. I think, uh, a lot of us chicken mamas can relate to it. So yeah, she did a good job there. Good. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that.
going back to, I mean, can you tell us a little bit more about what that looks like? Like if I, if I'm looking at my grublies, what am I looking at? Yeah. So the grublies are the whole dried larva. So that is basically the grub and it's uh, matured state uh, that is uh, dried intact. And that is different from the ingredients that actually go into the chicken feed. That is a protein meal uh, that is very similar to other protein meals on the market, but that is basically a ground powder that has a higher protein percentage. And it really comes down to just the different benefits that they offer to the chickens, where the whole dried larva uh, has a number of health benefits. Uh, and you know, generally speaking, they're about 40% protein, 40% fat, and used either as you know, encouraged foraging, or a lot of our customers also use them to get the chickens either in or out of the coop. Uh, while uh, the actual insect meal can be incorporated uh, basically in a different inclusion rate, meaning the different percentage of uh, the amount that goes into the actual chicken feed. Uh, and I guess I don't want to get too technical, but uh, it really comes down to if you're able to more or less isolate the protein content and the fat content uh, from the insect, then you can incorporate them into different products at different amounts. And it really is just catering toward the actual nutritional needs that the chicken have. So you really want to have a balanced diet for them, which is why we have the snack line and the feed line. Yeah, I, we appreciate that. That's kind of what my next question was, is the different types of products. Um, I know that y'all have a new crumble that came out. My flock absolutely loves it. And they are not fans of the powdery crumble. And we didn't find any powder in the pr crumble at all. So it, it's a high quality product. Uh, where is your facility located? Do y'all offer tours? Can people come look? Oh, thank you so much. So uh, we, we don't we don't offer tours. Um, and we've actually, uh, in order to expand our, our impact and, and bring uh, grub-based protein to, to the chickens of, of the U.S. And, and hopefully the world at some point in time, uh, we've partnered with, with additional bug farms. So while we started growing our own bugs, um, as, as we continue to grow, we realized that uh, we were having a really great impact in, in product development and educating and connecting with consumers. Um, and we, we struggled a little bit more with the overall like actual manufacturing or rearing of insects. So we've started to partner with farms from around the world uh, in the U.S., Canada, Southeast Asia, Africa, Europe. Uh, partnering pretty much with the, the top tier, top line farms that, that meet all of our quality control standards. Uh, and then we, we source the ingredients from them and then make whatever products. So like Sean was talking about with the insect meal that goes into making the, the chicken feed. So we have uh, the, pellet, the, uh, the pellet feed with seeds and whole grains. Uh, we also have the crumble, which you yeah. just talked about, which is brand new. Um, in January, we launched the the starter grower feed, which we're really excited about. Um, all of those products, the, the layer feed and the, the chick feed were actually the first insect based proteins or first chicken feed based off insect proteins on the market. So we're really happy to be kind of leaders in the industry and bringing this new uh, and not even new, but really like original protein for insects to the market. Um, so people can start feeding their chickens a, a happy, healthy and balanced diet. So where are y'all actually located? I mean, like you're, I know you talked about your different, like seeking out farms to provide for grubbly, grubbly farms. Uh, so where, 
are you based? Are you based just in the U.S. or do you have an operation in other uh, countries? Uh, we're, we're just based in the U.S. right now, um, and, and we only are able to ship to, to the lower 48 for the time being. Uh, however, our goal is to expand outside of the U.S., um, probably starting with Canada first. Uh, we'd love to be able to supply customers in Alaska and Hawaii as well. Uh, they're, they're a little bit further out and harder to get to, but we'd love to be able to, uh, to help their chickens out one day. Uh, and then from there, uh, I believe that, that the EU would be another great market. Uh, chickens aren't, aren't as popular there, but they still are a, a growing trend over there like they are in the U.S. I know a lot of our listeners are from South Africa and they comment all the time, just begging someone to send them some grubbies. <laughs> Uh, I uh, that would be amazing to be able to to also get into the the South African markets. Um, I, I've heard wonderful things about about the country, and uh, we know a few people who who actually operate there. Um, so that would be another uh, goal of ours uh, to to sell in South Africa. And along the way, if there's anything you want to bring up that our listeners you think would be important or valuable to our listeners, then please please, you know, comment or jump in or start a conversation. Um, I know our listeners would love to hear, are there things for the future? Are there things that uh, we can look forward to from Grubbly Farms, new products, anything like that? Uh, we certainly do uh, have a, a long list of new I products. I can tell by your smile. You got something. You're hiding something from us. Oh, <laughs> uh, and unfortunately, it's going to have to stay that way. <laughs> I can't comment quite on, on what we're going to be coming out with soon, but uh, it's going to be really exciting. Uh, and the best way to stay in the know is to sign up for our email list, which you can do on our website uh, at grublyfarms.com. Uh, unfortunately, we're not quite ready to share what we're working on, but it is going to be really exciting. And, and we have a, a long list of, of great products we want to come out with. And on top of that, I do want to share that a lot of the products that we have been working on come directly from customer feedback. Uh, just because, you know, we really want to make sure that the we are offering the highest quality products to our customers. And as an example, the crumbles that recently launched, yeah. uh, that was largely due to customer feedback saying they wanted some additional variety on our feed line. So, you know, one request that we have to our customers is please continuously give us feedback because we are listening to you. Yeah, I, we as chicken keepers, we deal with a lot of different companies and brands and things. And I will say that Grubbly Farms, and I know not just me, but a lot of our listeners uh, are very adamant about stating how good y'all's customer service is. I don't know, you know, how connected you are with your customer service people, but they definitely get uh, big kudos from us chicken mamas for sure. Thank you. Uh, I, I That is near and dear to my heart. Um, it was only a year ago that I stopped answering customer questions uh -huh. on a daily basis or on a regular basis. Um, it was split between me and Haley. Uh, Haley certainly did a lot of the, the hard work, uh, but she and I would tag team customer success and, and customer service until just about a year ago when we were able to hire our first like dedicated rep. Um, and, and, uh, that's, that's something that's really fundamental to our beliefs of how companies should operate um, is making sure that the customers are, are taken care of, that they feel heard, respected, uh, and helped when they need it. Our, our goal is for every single person, whether or not they've, they've bought a product from us before, 
um, is to feel appreciated and, and special um, and that their needs are met whenever they, they interact with, with us. When you were describing, you know, how the business started and it was, you know, a lot of scientific stuff that we all appreciate, commendable because you weren't looking to market something like you weren't trying to bring up just flash and, you know, designs and things like that. You were looking purely at nutrition. Yeah, nutrition and sustainability. That's that's exactly right. And so uh, it's actually kind of coincidental. Right about that time uh, that Sean and I started looking at, at insects as food, my parents um, had chickens. Uh, and my dad was feeding them mealworms and he was telling me about them. And so I started reading. I was like, huh. Uh, it, and really, it started off like, Sean, do, are we, should we be going into mealworms in, instead of soldier fly grubs? And what he and I, Sean and I discovered is that uh, while people were feeding their chickens mealworms, they're really there really wasn't much going on in terms of like health for chickens uh, coming from mealworms. Yes, they have the protein content, but that's about it. Uh, whereas black soldier fly grubs and grublies in particular are packed with protein, they're packed with calcium, they're packed with amino acids that are all essential for egg production and feather production. So when uh, when we looked at you know what problems could the grub solve in, in the real world, aside from just being a sustainable protein, uh, chickens were just the perfect fit. And as we started to learn more and more about the backyard chicken market and interact and uh, spend more time with my parents' chickens, we absolutely just fell in love uh, with the people that we were meeting, with the animals. Um, and we really wanted to provide something that had tangible benefits to to whatever customer or, or uh, animal that we were offering, uh, offering the protein to. And uh, I can happily say that uh, grublies definitely do make a big difference when it comes to stock stronger eggshells or, or shinier, healthier feathers. Uh, we have reports from customers all over that grublies uh, really help with molting um, and have they've seen a very quick uh, or a, a very large change in how fast the molting occurs on a grub based diet and typically feeding grublies versus versus not. Yeah, you can just. Uh... I'm kind of biased, okay? <laughs> but when you <laughs> open up the grublies, if you've had any experience with mealworms, which I know most of my uh, listeners have, the difference of mealworms and grublies is visually, we're not talking uh, even nutrition part first, but just visually looking at them, it's completely different. You know, the, the grublies are, you know, they're big and thick and juicy. <laughs> and those little mm -hmm. mealworms are like just tiny little things. So, yeah, I mean, just looking at them is obvious that there is definitely a huge difference. Thank do you, you think that there are things that you would have done different? Sean, do you think that y'all would have done things differently? Do you think you're in on track for where you planned on being? Or is this something that's just blown your mind that you didn't even imagine this? Uh, yeah, on track is a, a difficult statement just because, you know, we've, we've definitely uh, had some ups and downs, some, you know, internal pivots. And, you know, it's been a long journey throughout the six years that we've been working on this company, but uh, it's been an absolute pr uh, pleasure. But, uh, you know, there's definitely been, you know, lessons, learns and mistakes from the get go. And, you know, even if, if you want to go back to when we were breeding uh, the actual insects in our laundry room, I mean, that was just a huge learning curve for us because, you know, we had to just dive headfirst into the biology and chemistry of the insect industry and really 
you know, as you said, kind of educate ourselves about the actual uh, properties of the insects and figuring out, you know, where we can cater toward or like what market we can cater toward that will actually have those tangible benefits. But, uh, you know, as far as uh, some potential, I would say actually one of the largest uh, learning curves that we really went through was really as we continued to educate ourselves on chickens' personalities and that, you know, every chicken is different. And it's kind of a funny statement, but until you've really had pet chickens, you might not really think that. And, uh, you know, working around picky chickens has been an interesting thing that, you know, every chicken, you know, they're visual eaters and some chickens like certain elements and other chickens don't. And that's where it really comes down to listening to the customers, trying to figure out, you know, what other product lines we can offer, where if a customer has a picky chicken or a chicken that is particular to one ingredient versus another, we want to be able to continue offering a wide line of products uh, that covers the basis there. So, you know, it was it was definitely a learning curve as we continue to educate ourselves on the pet chicken market, but it has been an absolute blast. Do you did you see a rise in sales or uh, anything during COVID? I know a lot of people uh, out of nowhere just decided they were going to buy a whole bunch of backyard chickens. Yeah, COVID was uh, pretty interesting for Grubbly Farms. Um, so we we started off 2020 with actually a large push to go into retail. Um, and those efforts kind of stopped dead in the water in March of last year. But what we did see is uh, Grubbly Farms is uniquely placed as one of the only chicken companies uh, that was online first. Uh, so... We were there for a lot of people who were not able to go to stores anymore, yeah. who were not able to or didn't feel comfortable shopping in person. Uh, we were already there and set up to uh, to provide feed and, and snacks for people's chickens. Uh, and then we also certainly did see uh, an uptick in the number of people who had chickens. Um, as people spent more time at home and, and wanted more fun and interesting things to do in and around the house, uh, chickens are make perfect sense. Um, and so we definitely saw a lot of people getting into the hobby, um, and, and making relationships with their chickens and with, with other, uh, chicken mamas. Community. There is a huge community of us. So, mm -hmm. and we have chicken daddies too. Do you have a funny story that you can share with us, Patrick or Sean, whoever, or each? We would love to hear it. Your, your fans, your followers, your chicken mamas would love to hear it. Yeah, uh, so I, I have one in mind. Um, several several years ago, uh, well, I think it was four years ago now, maybe five. Um, we Sean and I were invited to go on Shark Tank, but we had to go through the application oh, wow. process where we you had to film like a funny video and, and all that good stuff. And uh, one one shot is uh, a video of Sean and I inside one of the fly breeders with tens of thousands of flies flying around. Uh, which was a lot of fun. But but the next one that was very interesting was I actually sat down in a bed of grubs. So I got into one of our grub growing containers and Sean poured like 50, 60, 70 pounds of grubs oh, no. on top of me to fill the scene. Uh, and it was a very weird experience to be covered in just these like crawling grubs it, it, they're not slimy they weren't gross or icky or anything like that it was just a very unique sensation to have all those like little things crawling all over you 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, and then the the noise is actually very weird because you know you don't think about it, but particularly when there's not the the substrate that they're crawling through, their their exoskeleton like you can hear the them like moving over each other, and so you hear the and so it's like a little dull roar of just like this pool of of grubs that I was sitting in. Did y'all actually go on Shark Tank? Uh, we ended up not going on Shark Tank, uh, but we we were invited to to pitch. Um, and unfortunately, we we did not get uh, we did not make the final cut. But uh, you know, if we do have an opportunity to go on, I, I think it would be a lot of fun. Do you have a video of what of that that you could share with us? No. Yeah. We, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's somewhere. Uh, we'd have to find it. But yeah, I think we do have a video that we could probably share. You got something, Sean? I know you do. Um, I was just trying to think of, uh, you know, one other thing that is uh, potentially noteworthy is really just the the sustainable elements that kind of yes. surround grubbly farms and the insect industry. And, you know, that's something that we really pride ourselves on just because, you know, we want this to not only be offering a healthy uh, you know, option to your pet, but really building a brighter and more green future for future pets of yours as well. And, you know, for every pound of grublies that uh, is grown and sold, yeah. it helps divert 10 pounds of food waste from a landfill. And for those of you who are unfamiliar, food waste actually decomposes into methane, which is about 20 times more harmful to the environment than CO2. And it's a kind of a sad statistic when you start looking at, you know, the about 60 million tons of food waste that is landfilled every single year. And that's nearly 40% of the food that is actually produced yeah. in the United States. So, you know, while we're taking baby steps now, we really see the potential, the huge impact that this could have as grubbly continues to grow, as the insect industry continues to grow. And we really want to highlight the benefit that, you know, we can pass that along to the customer that they themselves, by making that simple decision to yeah. use grubbly farms, food and feed, uh, they are contributing to that brighter future that we're trying to build. I know our listeners will definitely appreciate that. And we know that's important. That just loves it, makes us love you any, even more that you are caring about your environment and then, you know, allowing us chicken mamas to be part of that too and provide a delicious snack to our chickens. Of course, of course. What is your best-selling product? Uh, so Grubbly's, uh, Grubbly's original, um, or the, the USA-Canada version, is uh, is probably our number one seller. Uh, that's also the longest product that we've had uh, around, and that's followed by the Layer Feed. Uh, the Layer Feed is the second most popular product that we have. All right. I want to ask y'all guys a couple of questions before I let you go, because I am so grateful that you have spent the time with me and on our podcast uh, we absolutely love you and i know all of our followers do so i want to know sean who has inspired you the most oh that's a that's a good question um is it me oh yeah. patrick. <laughs> patrick is high on the list i will say um i hope Aww. this doesn't come off as cliche but probably my father and you know uh it kind of goes back to the quick story about us initially talking about grubbly farms and the idea of pursuing this full time, uh, you know, he he said, when you're young, that's when the time is to take a risk. And, you know, if it does fail, it'll be a huge learning curve and it'll only benefit you into the future. So uh, he really encouraged us along the way and uh, nothing against my mother. She was right there as well. But, you know, it, it was the balancing act of, you know, do I go to work? Do I work on Grubbly part time? And, 
I think it was really just the the support of the family and friends behind us that allowed us to kind of dive into this head first and uh, really see where it took us. I love that you mentioned your daddy, though. That's sweet, though, because daddies don't always get the big hoorah. It's usually, you know, moms and that. But yeah. Okay, Patrick, you're up next. Oh, that's going to be a tough one to, to, <laughs> to beat. Um, while I certainly do appreciate everything that, that my dad uh, has done for or both my parents that have done for me, I, I absolutely would not be here without them. Um, I actually do have to say Haley, our, our director of marketing, um, is one of the most incredible people I have ever had the pleasure of, of working mm-hmm. with. Um, her passion day in and day out uh, is contagious. Uh, she is the hardest worker I've ever met and she really loves like just in general, uh, she has so much love in her heart. Um, she really cares about our mission. She cares about our customers. She cares about our customers, chickens. Um, I, I think that she probably cares essentially more than me and Sean, um, about this stuff. She, she is really incredible. Um, and then one other person who, who I think has made a really big impact on, uh, on our life, Sean and my life at, at Corley Farms is uh, a person by the name of Alex Iscold, who was one of our first mentors. Uh, back in 2016, we went through a startup accelerator and, and he was the director of that program. Uh, and he was really one of the first people that uh, took us seriously and took us under his wing. Oh, um, was, was like, I, I see a real potential here. You guys like are smart. You guys have a good mission. Uh, you just need some, some additional coaching and, uh, for, for the six months that we were in the program and, and for the, the years beyond, he has been an invaluable resource and has helped us tremendously. So, uh, I know you only asked no, for no, one, no. but I, I couldn't decide between the two. No, of them. I want, to, we want to hear all of it. I think that just to see the smile on your face, I know that meant so much to y'all. Y'all are, y'all are pretty smart. I mean, we, uh, all this uh, genius in uh, one spot. So it kind of took me off guard there for a minute. <laughs> you're, you're far too kind. I can assure you that, that we are not that smart. And in fact, uh, something that Sean and I like to say is our goal is to be the dumbest people in the company. <laughs> Why? Uh, because at, we hire oh, such yes. phenomenal and such smart yeah. people uh that uh it is and i I think that our goal is is coming out to be true that i think sean and i might be the dumbest people at girlby farms (laughs) everybody there is is so bright and and intelligent um and everyone's so passionate there i think that is a pretty good answer i think if you're the smartest person in the room i mean how are you going to learn anything you know exactly that's exactly right i've always said you know if Always find find a friend or someone that's smarter than you are, and then that is how you learn and how you grow. Could you elaborate a little bit on how to keep our chickens healthy? You know, a few little tips that we could implement. Yeah, so, of, of course, you know, we have to highlight feeding your chickens a, a natural and healthy diet. Um, and there's no better way to do that than a grub-based food like grubby layer feed. Uh, but uh, girly, girly's products or girly forms products, not, not, not sanding. Um, something that's actually stuck out in my mind this year is, uh, really good coop construction and management, uh, with the heat waves that have been going across the country. Uh, this has only become more important, uh, to make sure that, uh, your flock doesn't overheat. 
inside the coop, you want to make sure that there's vents at the top for the hot air to escape because obviously hot air rises. Uh, you want to make sure that your coop is well protected. Um, every chicken parent knows out there that knows that there's predators out there. Most parents have, have suffered from a, a predator entering the coop. Um, so it's really important also to make sure that it's secure top to bottom, left to right, forwards, backwards, and inside out. Uh, the other thing is, and this all comes back to the coop construction and coop management, you want to build it so it's easy to clean. Um, everyone's super busy. Uh, so if you have to, if you can clean your coop in 30 minutes versus two hours, yeah. that just will encourage you to keep it clean more often, which will only further help, help your chickens. Um, and then also jumping back to the heat, making sure that they have fresh water and that it's replenished often enough. Very good tips. Those are awesome tips. How about you, Sean? You got any tips for us chicken ladies? Uh, I yeah, I think Patrick covered a lot of the main <laughs> ones. I, I would say the only other thing there, I mean, kind of just tying back in the nutritional needs for chickens. Uh, you know, I think you had mentioned it previously, but, uh, you know, chickens naturally forage for insects. So it really is a natural yes. diet source. And Sometimes it's a little, uh, you know, discouraging when you actually can, uh, like, see vegetarian chicken feed. And while I understand the concept there, you have to realize that chickens are omnivores, that a wild chicken will rarely eat, you know, uh, soy and pick out the seed. It would much rather go for that grub or grasshopper. So it really does just come down to understanding, you know, the natural diet of a chicken, what they naturally forage and naturally eat. And you're really trying to mimic that in the feed that you provide them. And, you know, of course, that is our goal. So uh, other than that, I think Patrick did a phenomenal job as far as the uh, the kind of baseline. And I think coop construction, if you plan it out ahead of time, you'll be able to save yourself a, a lot of hours uh, downstream. And I think when we first built our chicken coop at Grubly, uh, some some of that we didn't quite take into account. So on, on Coop yeah. 2.0, we'll definitely be making some improvements for that. Absolutely. Yeah, we always suggest to make your Coop at least four times bigger than you think you're going to need because uh, chicken math. What Sean was talking about with, you know, providing a natural diet, you know, and foraging and finding those items that they would naturally be drawn to, you know, not all chickens, like my chickens are free range chickens. We take the risk. Uh, they are locked up safely at night, but, you know, they do free, free range uh, most of the day. But not everyone has that ability, nor do they want to let their chickens free range. So providing mm -hmm. a diet such as Grubbly's that is mimicking nature is a big benefit to the chicken. So, yeah, I like that you brought that up. I appreciate y'all. Of course. Absolutely. No, thank you. Okay. And we are so grateful. And really, we are honored because we do love Grubbly's. And now that we have spoken to you, I know that our listeners will get a a more personal idea behind the brand. Sounds good. Just thank you so much for having us on. It's it's been such a pleasure and such a treat for uh for you to have Sean yeah, on here. We really appreciate you taking the time and glad that we were able to share, you know, the the story of Grubbly and uh continue to pass along uh, the smiles to the uh, customers and uh you know, we're excited about the future of Grubbly, so keep an eye out for some new product launches. We are excited mm -hmm. too. <laughs> Patrick got us all excited with that smile over there. We know something's coming, so. Yeah. We're, we're, we're very excited. But we will talk to y'all next time. Bye-bye, y'all. Sounds good. Bye. Take care.